0: You can find out more on my website, com backslash finding-home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, And let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Welcome, friend. You know what? Christmas is coming right around the corner. And it's such a treat when our adult kids come back home for the holidays. But it's also an experience of needing a lot of Jesus. Because it's not like when they were young and we were the cruise directors and we got to make all the decisions and plan and direct and do things. It's a reality we must face. With adult kids, we might not have the holiday that we want. This is the beginning of a four-part series, short practical episodes on how to deal joyfully with a Christmas that might not look just like the Christmas that we want. Today, we're going to talk about what's our attitude when the adult kids come home. Here's the reality. When kids come back home, they might sometimes act more like visitors. And we are in the idea of hostess kind of wondering, how is this going to all work? It's a lot of work to have all the kids home for the holidays. It's great, but it's a lot of work. So here's today's thoughts that I have developed over the years in dealing with my own, let me be honest, bad attitudes And how do I deal with the situation? I will also, in episode 18, have practical ideas on how to help with the physical things going on. But today, it's just this attitude in my heart. How can I serve like Jesus? And I look to how he dealt with his disciples to get my ideas. Okay, first point, keep the big picture in mind. Jesus was always pointing back towards his father, even when the disciples were confused and not getting things right. He was always got his mission pointing back to his heavenly father and looking forward to his crucifixion, his assignment here on earth. We want to build wonderful family memories and opportunities of togetherness that they'll remember after we're gone. After Jesus was gone, the disciples could look back on the loving relationships and conversations they had had with him to move forward. That's what we want to do. As we come in to this, the second idea is that we need to keep our eyes looking forward, not behind. If we are walking in with past hurts and past situations going on, we want to instead look ahead at to where we want to go and not keep reliving those problems. Not think, well, the last three times you've been here, blah, 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 blah. Instead, look ahead. The third thing I learned from Jesus is to wash their feet. You know what? Jesus was Lord. He was master. He was rabbi. He was teacher. He was the leader of the group, but he went down and washed his disciples' feet, even when they were currently hurting him, or he knew right around the corner it was coming. Remember, he washed Judas's feet right before Judas left dinner to go betray him. He washed Peter's feet, even though he told him, you're going to deny me tonight. He still washed his feet. There's a question that has never left me. It was in a Bible study one time, and somebody shared it, and I often in my flesh wish I could get it out of my head, but I can't. It's a test for if I am servant hearted. The test is how do I act when people treat me like a servant? Well, here's some full disclosure. Jesus still has a lot of work to do on my heart before it's servant hearted. But we're going to have that opportunity when our kids come to grow our servant heartedness. And then the fourth thing that I learned from Jesus is that it is people over process. When I am looking at what I think should happen for a holiday, I need to look at the people before the stuff I want to happen. Jesus gleaned on the Sabbath. He healed on the Sabbath. He touched lepers, which was totally not done in his society. He did all those things because he valued the people first. So as we go into Christmas, let's think about how we can serve our families like Jesus served. In Philippians 2, 3 through 8, I learned that I need to consider their needs above my own. In Matthew 26, 36 through 38, I learned that I can ask for what I need. But then I learn later on in that because this is in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus asked his disciples to pray. He asked them to labor with him in prayer as he's laboring off by himself. But when he comes out in Matthew 26, 40 through 43, they didn't do it. And so I need to realize that I can ask for things they may not follow through. But from Jesus' ministry to his crucifixion, to his resurrection, he was continually coming back to his disciples, not with bitterness and anger, but coming back with love again and again. And through all of Jesus' ministry, I learned that I need to value my time, my fellowship, and my relationship with my kids over any vision I have of what's supposed to happen. I can leave that to my Heavenly Father, but I need to deal with relationship. And that is a tall order. If you're wondering how you're going to pull that off, let me tell you what I've learned. And I also get this from Jesus' ministry. His most prioritized method of getting his heart ready for what he was doing was to get away and pray. And if that means that we got to stay up late or we got to get up early and we've got to really spend time with our Heavenly Father to line our hearts and our minds and our wills and our emotions up with His, then that is absolutely the most important thing we need to do this Christmas. It fills us up with His love so that we're not looking to our spouse or our kids to fill our emotional needs. It gives us a well of sacrificial love from Jesus to give. To others. In episode 18, I'm going to share some practical ideas to help the day go smoothly. In episode 19, I talk about what it is that we can be praying for in those times away with the Lord. And in episode 20, I'll give you some ideas for those years when none of our kids are coming home and we have this different lonely Christmas. What can we do then? Let's have a Merry Christmas, no matter what kind of of holiday we have. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, SusanKMasias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing because you're not done yet.